Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Are we going to start the show? Should we start the show, guys? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and give it a shot. My name's Peter. And he's... My name's Alex. There you go, Alex. And Chris, your name is... Little guy on my screen. Oh, Chris, my name is... What? Man, this is going great. What are we... Oh. It's late. It's late, guy. Okay. It's late. Man, it's two weeks in a row that I'm like, where are we we doing a show? I don't know. We don't have that pop. See, the Cubs and the Sox didn't play today, so we don't have that pop to our our step. I don't really have anything to be mess. pissed off at right now. There's so much to be pissed <laughs> off at with the White Sox. Oh, man. They're uh, not starting out well. Why, no. why is that? Uh, well, it's because our, our right fielders are turning around to catch fly balls and falling on their butts. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's that's bad news bears. And then we have... I'm going to go with um, worse than bad news bears. Mm. Worse news bears? Yeah, worse news bears. Because they're going to end up doing the same stuff they did last year, and they're going to get hurt constantly. and. By midseason, half the squad's going to be down on the IL. So what are we going to be talking about to start out with here? Are we going to be talking about the Bulls and how Zach just played out of his mind so last we're, night? We're recording I mean, this on, is Thursday. Yeah, so. We're recording on Thursday. Zach Levine played out of his mind in the second half of last night's game. He where, had, he had his... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Chris because just you just quotes. said that, and now Peter, Peter repeated what you said and didn't give you any air quotes. Look, Peter, if Alex says it first, don't be a poser and not air quote, okay? You got to air quote if you say the same words three seconds later that that Alex just said, okay? So if I say the same words three seconds later, like you just said, oh, is yes. that better? Oh, okay. All right. Thank all right. you. I know better Perfect. Now. Perfect. Okay. Now yeah. we're on the right track. The air Proceed. quotes that no one can see. Proceed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see them. I see them. Okay? And I... Right now, I'm a viewer. So, okay? guys, I, I just want to ask you this question: How did the Raptors choke that badly? Missing free throws. Half yeah, of their Demar's free daughters. Throws. That was. I, I think that was the I worst free throw shooting since like 1969. Like no team in an elimination game has ever shot that poorly. <laughs> which I don't even know. Everyone's talking about these playoff, these play-in games, which have been fun and phenomenal, but no one knows what to call them. <laughs> They're not the regular season. <laughs> They're not the playoffs. They don't even count Everyone's, stats. They don't even count stats. The Everyone's stats confused. do not count from these it's games. All heck, yeah. They want to say playoffs, but it's not the playoffs. No, this it's is a street in. fight. It's a street <laughs> fight. They should just call it what it is, a street fight to get into the playoffs. So they need to just call it Rocky Five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ro- uh, Rocky Five series. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Rocky Five was bad, though. These are better than Rocky Five. Yeah, these these are actually really fun. I I stayed up late to watch the Laker game. I was I was hoping for a defeat. They came back though. They came back good for them. I, the Timberwolves kind of just imploded though, in the same kind of oh, yeah. in the same way the Raptors did, but just over a longer period of time. The Timberwolves have been a hot mess. That shouldn't have happened this year. Preseason. I mean, I thought the T Wolves were going to really do damage this year, but Rudy Gobert is a dysfunctional problem everywhere he goes. Bad, yeah, they man. showed they showed the trade that happened a year ago. <laughs> it's like four first round draft yep. picks. Uh, hope like Malik something. You know Vanderbilt who's on the Lakers now. Like it's it's a whole bunch of good players. Yeah. That 
yeah edge epics it's it's pretty sad but that's that's the timberwolves for you like i no matter who their owner is no matter who their management is they always make the worst trades this is the team that could have had steph curry and instead picked two point guards ahead of him that ended up doing nothing it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, wait, was it wasn't Rubio one of those? See, I don't think I Rubio Rubio I was fine. I Flynn, there was some some poor guy named Flynn who, yes. who sucked. He was John, a disaster. Johnny Flynn. Yeah. And Ricky Rubio was fine. Like yeah. impactful player, but not like yeah. a superstar by any means. And definitely no. not the player that people thought he was going to be. They like people yes. thought he was going to change the game and he just turned into a pretty good point guard. Yeah. yeah, they they thought they would he would at least turn into like a Jason Williams, like a white chocolate Jason Williams, but mm-hmm. he didn't even get to that level. Nope, nope, not at all. So that team is a sad, sad mistake. Do we just say that about other teams, not realizing that the Bulls are probably viewed that way by other? Oh, no, I, we, we're fully aware of that. I was gonna say I can <laughs> say that. that. I can live in both worlds. That works for me. Oh man. I mean, it was fun to see him, uh, Zach, play so well last night, but we know how inconsistent he is. You know, we know in Miami he could go, you know, five for 20 and, you know, completely suck. That's but he, how he plays. What if he, what if he said, he's, you know, he said he found his stride. What if he did? He's been playing better of late. He's been playing more mm-hmm. consistent of late, but he still has those inconsistent moments, which is just kind of the MO of the, the Bulls this season, unfortunately. So I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to fully turn the corner. Like he's not a max player. We shouldn't have paid him that. We had no choice, unfortunately, at the time. And hopefully right. we can trade him for something next year or the year after that. But but yeah, he's he's not a max player. He's he's been showing that for the past couple of years. He looked like a max player last night. Yeah, but that's what it is. So he it's shows these flashes. Mm-hmm. He's he's so athletic. He can mm-hmm. he can get on these hot streaks, but then the next game doesn't show up. Oh, looky here. It looks like we've got a visitor, gentlemen. What? New phone, yeah. who does? Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, it is Lamorne Morris. Hello, buddy. How's it going? Um, it's going. Get your towels ready. The dew in the air. The moisture levels have reached an all-time high. The saturation levels on this podcast just hit a hit a peak. Mm. Oh, yeah. The precipitation is in the air. It's palpable. Mm. Moisture. Moisture. <laughs> what? Lamar, uh, we, we've been talking about the, the, the NBA play-in. Now, yes. do you call it the play-in? Do you have another? Because there's like 18 different names for it now. What, what do you call it? I call it the time for the uh, Pelicans to take a hike. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. I want to play and just get destroyed. Uh, no, I take well, that. So is, is Zion fat now? Like, is he just fat? He looked fat. He bad let me, fat. Tell you, let me tell you something. If I had, if somebody gave me hundreds of millions of dollars, one thing I will not be is skinny. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think he wants a whole bunch of movie offers with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stay a certain, you know, I have to be in striking range of what <laughs> But he's always he, been a it's, it's a weird mentality. Like he he admits that he's almost at like ninety nine percent, but he's like, oh, I'm not at a hundred, so I don't want to risk anything. I don't want to, you know, play differently on the court and affect my team. But like everyone's everyone right now is injured. Like there are yeah, but not his... everyone, but not everyone has 
almost lost their career because of it. This is Derrick Rose. This is like you. No, this is a hamstring. This isn't. This yeah, isn't but before like a, it was the hamstring. amount of time he's out, dude. It's he's been out forever, and he's consistently getting hurt over and over. Ever since he he's hurt been out, himself, he's been out since January. But he's been running of like I think the last month. He's been running. He's been getting better in shape. But it's just he, that one percent. But there's uh, listen. Maybe I'm just old school in this mentality, but everyone is injured. Everyone has something going on. And there are rumors that his teammates are a little upset with him because of this, because they're injured. They have finger issues. I would be too. It's like, remember Tony Parker being upset. The whole whole team being Mm, upset. Why? I would, I get it. I understand your, your star player has a, a, a nagging injury or something like that, but they're not, everyone's different they're not first of all they're not franchise players they're not the they're not they don't have big chunks of money coming their way he gets hurt again publicly other teams know about it that that lessens your value that lessens your you know keeping the mystique up that i'm still healthy i'm just waiting that can buy you some time until someone gives you 300 million dollars you know what i mean it's a little different Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. What he's on the court. Well, I think that's the problem, though. He's making he's business good. decisions, and yeah. he's not just playing basketball. But that's what the game is now, right? That's it. <laughs> that's what. That's, listen, that's that's what it is. But it, it's I, but but that's to Alex's point, though. Like you you lose that like love of basketball, and now it becomes more about the money than the ball, and 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 that's where you know, back in the nineties, it was still about the money, but these guys were they were put to it, you know, like it was it was yeah. tougher. But you, you know, it's the evolution of our game. Remember back in the day, the, the Bob Cousy days. What did JJ Reddick say that they were? He was playing against plumbers and firemen, <laughs> and he was it's true. But it's true. But but I mean, to their credit, that's what they had to do because they weren't getting paid enough to play for the whole entire year. Exactly. You know, and the they pendulum, couldn't train. They had to work. But the pendulum has swung so much. You don't even have to play to get paid. <laughs> yes, I mean, dude, he played. He played 114 <laughs> games in four years. 114 games in four years. That's ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. And now he's he's sitting out at 99%. You know, Austin Reeves has played more games. Yeah. Ben Simmons has played more games. Oh, man. Ben Simmons has. And that's another one, right? (laughs) You've crossed the line. But I love Zion, and I'm really sad to see. Oh, yeah. Because I. He's one of those players. You, you guys know mm-hmm. me. I'm a massive LeBron fan, right? And LeBron's on his way out. And I'm kind yeah. of, I wanted it to be Zion, that player that I'm like, yeah, the next one. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron's still scoring be- 30 points a game. I, you know, he just made the game winning assist in the playing game. You know, like, oh, he's still a ball. very. Uh, he's <laughs> <the ball. laughs> Who cares? I could do that. LeBron's on his way out. He just collapsed the entire defense on him. I could him. do that. I could Bob Cousy passed the ball. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the plumber Joe. <laughs> uh, what I mean by on LeBron on, being on his way out is, is that he doesn't have another decade they, left to play. Well, like he well, has like five more lose, years. Well, they go up. They're going up against the Grizzlies. If they lose against the Grizzlies, I will not be shocked. I will not be disappointed. Oh, no. I will not be upset. You, uh, old LeBron, when the when the if the Cavs lost or the Heat lost, I was you couldn't talk to me. For a few days. Remember when we were kids and the Bulls lost and you were like, I cried. I cried. But when Michael Jordan played for the Wizards, it was like, well. Yeah. <laughs> He's old. He's you know what? Now. He's doing his best. Let's yeah. give it to him. <laughs> so LeBron now, I'm like, any everything is just to me. 
mm-hmm. adding to totals. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to win this year, but I would love it if they did. But if they lose, it's because he's on his way. I, for me, he's 38 years old, 20th season. I'm looking for that next player to like be excited to watch basketball again. You know what I mean? To be like, oh, I really want to get home and check this squad out. Well, speaking of, one of those players just had possibly the worst season that he's had in his short career, and that's Luka Doncic. Oof. Luka Doncic met Kyrie Irving, and the team cratered. Like, it's... I don't get it. I don't get that. I I think that was done intentionally. I think that was done intentionally. Like, yeah, they didn't have chemistry in the beginning, and they kind of realized that, Mm -hmm. and then I feel like they tanked. I feel like they tanked because they wanted to keep their draft pick. They didn't want the Knicks to, or is it the Knicks or the, the Nets? I don't know who's 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 going to take their draft pick, but someone's going to take their draft pick if they were um, if they were in the playoffs. So they decided to tank, get a top ten pick, keep it. That's my opinion. Obviously, I don't know that for a fact, but they are getting investigated now by the league. <laughs> so I think it's a strong opinion. <laughs> uh, that, that could be accurate because Luca can't suck that much. Season. Exactly. He's too good to suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was having a great season. He was having an MVP yeah. season in the right. beginning. You know, and all of a sudden it's like you've been a one on one player. Like, you know, you're pretty you're a pretty great one on one player. And all of a sudden you're not being productive because there's another one on one player on your team. Brunson is a is a pretty damn good one on one player. You were playing just fine with him. Yep. Now you're playing against somebody who are to me is a better scorer than Brunson. You're getting just as many shot attempts, but now it's like all of a sudden your team isn't as productive. But to be fair, you know, no Finney Smith has a great defensive, you know, stopper there that they got rid of. Defensively, your two best players can't guard shit. Oh, no. Yeah. That doesn't help things out much, does it? No. I I will say this. I think a big sign that they tanked this year would be if Kyrie stays. If Kyrie stays even you know with everything that happened and they still want him to be on that team that shows a little something there that they yeah that's like well and the crazy thing is that off the court Kyrie was like fine when he became a maverick like no other issues nothing else popped up he was just a good teammate and tried you know it's it's crazy that they tanked but Alex your point makes perfect sense Mm, you know I think a lot of teams were doing some uh position what do you call it position manipulation in the Mm -hmm. playoffs a lot. Sure. I think a lot of teams are doing that. That game. Who else? Who else? You think did that? What's another team? I I genuinely felt like at one point I was watching the 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 Lakers Clippers game, and I think the Lakers could have won that game, should have won that game, but didn't want to win that game. Trying to map out the trying to play it out in such a way where they don't have to play Phoenix in the first round. And if they tell you that's not the case. And they're lying. I can always tell yeah. if people are lying. Fun okay. fact, I can also tell if they're standing. <laughs> Just bear with me. Okay, guys, I got to get going. Uh, that's- <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something real quick. I want to say that's probably Chris's best dad joke yeah. of our two seasons. I'm sorry. That was a, that was a good I one. Disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I think they're all... They are all, no, they're all like on a mountain. Garbage. Oh, that, one, that one's a good one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> let, me, let me say this about the Lakers. So the Lakers, I think they made a, a lot of good trades and trade deadline. I think they changed that team around. They played really well after that trade deadline, trade deadline. So I don't think they're done next year. I think they're in a bad position this year. So I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. But I think next year uh, could be, yeah. uh, you know, not not Golden State-esque where they win a championship, but they're going to be yeah. a, a force to reckon with. I don't think they I, – I, I don't think they're going to win the, the chip this year. I'm not shocked if they do. 
Oh, they, no, I don't think anyone would be. They yeah. ended the year with a good team. They started the year with a really old team, and they ended the year with a younger, faster, more yeah, vibrant Palenka team. Yeah, Palinka made work. some great moves. Yeah. Great You'd moves. be shocked how many players you can get when you're relieving yourself of $47 million. Yeah. For one I don't know dude. why they signed him in the first place. I really don't. Which is yeah, inter- but- well, and and that's the thing. Russell Westbrook is doing just fine with the Clippers too. He is. That's yeah. a good fit over there for him. Yeah. And I, I think Paul George really wanted him, and I, you know, he talked him up with the team. So it's a good fit. So I went, him, Clippers, but- went to the Clippers game the other day, and he airballed a like a um, <laughs> a, a, a mid range. Maybe six foot or something like this that. This dude has more air balls and, in the last two seasons than anybody. Has <laughs> anyone else noticed that? I, you know, I, oh, yeah, dude, the I whole have. league knows that. That's why they leave him wide open whenever he shoots a three. <laughs> like they cannot, don't know him his near depth him. perception broken. What is no, wrong he just, with he his never, eyes? He never worked on his shot. He never worked on the floater. He never worked on his three point shot. Baby hands. They just not sometimes just not strong enough. Well, I don't know what it is because he wasn't like... always like that. Russell Westbrook is one of my all time favorite players. Right. I was shocked at the amount of like air balled layups or missed. Like it was a focus thing, a depth. I you're right. I have no idea what it was. But when that happened at the game that I watch, I, I, he shoots the air ball. The look on everyone's face was like. Because uh, I was, it was a Clippers game. But yeah. Clippers, Clippers uh, Phoenix, maybe no Clippers, Portland, um, and so the, all the fans there were Clippers fans. But the look on their face was kind of their faces were kind of like, ah, uh, shit, Lakers weren't lying, huh? <laughs> like it was, uh, oh, <laughs> you know. But I felt like that with with Houston. Houston was the same thing. People left them wide open. Terrible shoot, up three point shooter there. I think he he did a little bit better with the Wizards, uh, but. Yeah, he's he's just not a good shooter. Before we wrap this up, can can anyone explain to me why John Wall is not on the basketball team right now? I mean, he played well with the Clippers. I, I feel I feel like maybe, and I'm not, I'm trying to be as serious as I can. I think maybe he's hit the wall. You know, I uh, I feel you're like... not two for two. You're not two for two. Yeah, but, I was, I'm not going. That was a good attempt. I, listen, <laughs> it's okay. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, thanks. You, know, you had to have seen that coming. Yeah. You had to have seen that. Coming. Yeah, but it was pretty quick. <laughs> My head—it just—it hurts so much, Chris. Why do you have to do these things, man? It feels good. It feels real good on your inside. I don't know why John Wall's not on the team. Besides that, he hit a wall. Besides, yeah, he hit a wall. I don't know. Other than that reason. I don't I mean, know. He had, he had good numbers. I mean, I didn't watch the games, but as far as statistically, he had good numbers with the Clippers. What's going on mathematically with his contract? That is there some sort of benefit to not playing him? Is no, there? I don't understand. I think whatever team dropped him still probably owes him money. I think whoever picks him up just has to. So Clippers dropped him. So Clippers dropped him. Mm-hmm. When did they drop him? At which point in the season? It was. It was after the trade deadline. They they bought him out. I I had no idea. For some yeah. reason, I thought he's he was still on the team. He just wasn't. Maybe he had hurt something or did. No, he's he's a free agent. He was he was in, in strong talks with the the Bulls, but then we went with uh, Pat Bev, which which I think is a good pickup. I think he you know he he kicks everyone's butt. Well, um, players, and that might be part yeah. of it. I think Pat Bev has something to offer as far as defense, team leading stuff like that. John Wall, he may be a team leader, but he doesn't really have that defense to 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 back him up, and his offensive skills. Offensive skills just really aren't there anymore. I think his. I think he's still one of the best driving guards. Yeah, I think he still can get to the basket almost whenever he wants. 
Uh, he's super. He still sees De'Aaron Fox fast. You know what I mean? And I think any team could use that. There's got to be something personality-wise that's going on. Oh, that could mm-hmm. be it. Well, that's got to be it. I'm looking at something right now. John Wall, he was actually a rocket before he was bought out. And apparently in an unexpected podcast interview, he lambasted the Rockets organization. So that, that would explain yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, but they forced him to sit out like a year. So I wouldn't, I'm not, no one's surprised too happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> bashing he, was, he was bashing his teammates too. He was like, we were starting a guy named such and such. <laughs> he was like, that just shows you where but we he were. literally said such and such. No, he had to you know, I knew who the guy's name was, but he was saying his name as if he wasn't shit. <laughs> such and such Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, Lamorne, AD, what's his name? The good old what's his name. We didn't bring you here. And actually, speaking of what's his names, we didn't bring you here to talk sports, sir. We brought you here to talk about that guy or that girl. That person you see in movies that you're like, I see them all the time. I have no idea who this person is. Do you guys know how many tickles it takes to to make an octopus laugh? How many tickles it takes to make an octopus laugh? Yeah. No. Tentacles. Oh boy. <laughs> See what we're dealing with now? See what we're dealing with? Oh, like, oh, even even if they're good, you just can't laugh at them anymore. Like oh, <laughs> that's serious stuff there. That's super good. You guys all the time? This is all the time. All the time. Huh? Oh, that's super good. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, uh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Nailing it. All right. So, so real quick, uh, we're doing a, a bracket. I think you already know this, Lamorne, right? Yes. yes I see the bracket. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to alternate Peter and Chris. Do you want to choose who you're supporting? Yeah. Let's see. No, no I mean, w- w- when I name the names, you can choose at that point. But Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Brachter. Brachter. This <laughs> is supporting Brachter. Starring John Brachter. <laughs> All right, Roger. Roger Bedak. That, that feels like a name of one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's characters in one of his bad Bracta. movies. John Bracta. I'm John Bracta. Listen, I'm John Bracta. I'm here for my daughter Clara. His daughter's always Clara. Stick around. <laughs> All right, I, I have no name for this, but let's let's get going. It is time to argue. It is time to argue about our best. Most favorite supporting actors. Alex has created a bracket for us. And uh, through that bracket, we're going to go ahead and find out which one is the best of the gang. And at this point, I'm going to let Alex take it away. Go ahead, sir. Thank you, Pete. Uh, Do I have an intro, Chris? Sure. It's actors, only supporting ones. The side guys and gals, they're here to have some fun. So sit right down and make your arguments because it's going to be a fun time with the side actors. Bracket. I love that. Yes, the side actors brackets is what we're working on here. You know, it's, you know, that. with the awards coming up, the uh, NBA awards coming up, the six man, whatnot, decided to make a, a side actors bracket to see who the best supporting actor is. Uh, of the list that we have, there's there's more out there, but of the list that we have, so lots more. with us today, yeah, lots more. With us today, we have Peter, Chris, Howdy. and our guest Lamorne. Uh, so Lamorne, I think, is probably more informed than all of us, so he'll definitely be debating in each one, and then I'll I'll mm-hmm. pick one of you two just to chime in with the other one. I will say this: you forgot to say 
when you introduced me, iconic. Iconic. The iconic Lamont. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said that about horses. myself beforehand, but as I, as I grow older... <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, People's <laughs> Choice Award winning actor, Lamont uh, Morris. Nom- nominated. I mean, nominated. you got a kid's choice. <laughs> See, kid's <laughs> choice. Probably nominated. I don't think I won probably. anything. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, want, you want our hearts, man. You want thank our hearts. You. Oh, thank you. So, so yes, Lamorne would dominate this uh, bracket. So that's why he is left off. He'll be he'll be choosing, <laughs> helping us choose who the best second supporting actor is. All okay. right. So, the first competition is against James Earl Jones, who's obviously iconic, Star Wars, Sandlot, you know, uh, Lion King, so many. And uh, a current star here with uh, Aquafina. I wanted to put Aquafina in now because I feel like she's on her slope up. I think she's uh, she'll probably be a, a lead actor soon. So we're, we're putting her on this list now until before she comes at that lead actress. But um, Lamore, who do you want to choose of those two? James Earl Jones versus Aquafina. You know this is difficult, and here's is why: Aquafina is on her way. I think she's so funny. Yeah, and, and, and I, yeah, I think she was somewhat of a lead in that Disney movie too. But, um, but it, since it wasn't like you know her face, you know, in person, I I didn't really include that. But yeah, you know. But also, I, I will say, she is. Sometimes it's hard to tell someone's trajectory. You're, you're you're picking two actors from two different fields, right? You got James Earl Jones has done what he's going to do. He's yeah, I I think he's I think he's actually done doing Darth Vader too. Um, yeah. I, he's probably done Lion King for the last time, so he's he's yeah. definitely yeah. And Aquafina is on her way up, right? I think Aquafina will be legendary by the end by the end of it all. I think when we're all old and gray, she will be one of the greats. So you pick one. You don't pick. You don't pick both. Are you? I know. Picking I know. Aquafina? But I'm saying. But I'm saying we're talking about now. Yeah. And because his body of work is done, I'm going to give it to James Earl Jones. I will say this: the reason why I had to break that down for us because I'm friends with Aquafina, and I don't want to be like, "Oh, James okay. Earl Jones," and you don't hear me explain why I went that. You know, she is great, and okay. then I'm going to pick James Earl Jones. I suggest that Aquafina be James Earl bracket. Jones or Aquafina. You, you monkey! You heard what I said. James Earl Jones. I literally said James Earl Jones. You okay. dickhead! Why are you doing this to me, Alex? <laughs> Why are you trying? Why are you... <laughs> right. James Earl Jones? Damn it! All right. Okay. So I suggested Aquafina be on this bracket, and I agree. And I think she's on her way. She's fantastic. She's super funny. But it's got to mm-hmm. be James Earl Jones. And the reason why it's James Earl Jones. Field of Dreams, Sandlot, Coming to yes. America, like the yeah. on and on and on. I'm not even going to talk about Star Wars. I care less that he voiced Darth Vader. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I've never seen. He Star may Wars. not have had gigantic roles in these movies, but his character and the way he portrayed those characters was lights out. He's one of my favorites of all time. Not to mention he was in the movie critically acclaimed Conan with you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan That's the right. Barbarian. You know, so I'm just, you know, throw that one out there. It's James Earl Jones, my man. This is true. He's been a lot. He's been in a lot. So, yeah, I mean, this was the first seed, James Earl Jones. So no shocker here that he's uh, the winner. But, yeah, like like Lamar was saying, Aquafina is on her way up. So we'll see a lot more of her in the future. For the next one, it's between Maggie Smith 
and Murray Barlett. So, Lamorne, who do you want? Tell me the name first, and then you can speak about them. I want to say Maggie Smith. And here's why. Love Murray Bartlett. Again, this goes back to the icon versus on their way up. Maggie Sister Act? Mother Superior. Come on now. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? If you go back in, in the annals of time, some would call them the nope. anus of time. What? <laughs> go back through the through the annals of time. Talking about Dame Maggie you'll, Smith here, sir. Please say with some find, respect. When you go back through the buttholes of time, you will find <laughs> Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith has been doing it for so long. And when you're that good and you can do it for that long, you can look at a lot of older actors right now that are falling. You ain't seen Dustin Hoffman in a long time. Mm-mm. You know, Maggie Smith, I want to say, is older than Dustin. She kept She kept it together. She kept her mind sharp. Also, is she still alive? I don't know. She's 100% she is. still alive. <laughs> she yes. is. She is. I haven't looked it up yet. <laughs> but I just think she's so skilled. You know what I mean? I just think she's iconic. Again, Murray's great, but I, you know, you can re- you can recall, I want to say two. Again, Mary Bartlett's great. You can recall a couple things from recent memory from him. And I think this because the shows are polarizing. You know, The Last of Us, he had a great episode in that, and he was, you know, and, um, his, the, uh, his his portrayal in, in that show, that's what led to this bracket. I was like, I saw it and I was like, he's been yeah. amazing in everything he's been in. I, I yeah. want to make a bracket to see who's the best supporting actor. So it's a shame that he may fall here on the first in the first round. But um, but yeah, make, when you make put him up against a strong I mean, pick, Harry yeah, Potter, yeah. you made the bracket act, you know what I mean? I know, I did, Lenny I did, McPhee, I did. like these are all iconic, iconic films, you know what I mean. You can see her face uh, and go, "Oh yeah, she's good. she's good, she's good." Let, let's see, let's see if he is. Peter, you're up. Who are you picking, Maggie Smith? I am also going with Maggie Smith. Dame Maggie right. Smith is, I mean, Lamorne said everything. She's she's been an iconic actor for almost seventy years at this point. Her first film role was in 1957. Whew. So, I was how old? How old was I? Shoot, you were at least thirty. Anyway, she's. <laughs> No, but she's been doing it forever, and like Lamorne said, she's she's had her, you know, she she's been at the top of her game the entire time. So Maggie Smith, far and away, although she was not in far and away, but yeah, <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, so Maggie Smith it is. So in the next round for them, it's going to be James Earl Jones and Maggie Smith. So we'll see who wins that. Mm-hmm. But for right now, it's going to be Peter Somore and Allison. Excuse me if I pronounce his name incorrectly. Is it Janie? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you Peter on both Sturmier. of those. Yeah, both. Okay, <laughs> thank you. And Allison Janney. Janney. Yes. Okay. What, what was it, Peter? What? Stormare. I, I thought I looked it up, and you didn't pronounce the T. I thought the T was silent. Well, maybe I don't know, but whatever you said the first time was still incorrect. I've, I've always heard Peter Stormare. Like if we're yeah, saying too. it incorrectly, maybe, but that's, okay. that's how I've heard like okay. other people say it. Okay, Peter mm-hmm. Stor- Stormare. All right, so Peter Stormare and Allison. So let's let's go. Uh, Lamorne, who are you picking on these two? I gotta go with Allison Janney on this one. I gotta go with Allison Janney. Wow, um, that that surprises me. But what's your what's your take on that? Well, because well, well, I love Peter Stormare. You know what I mean? Uh, Prison Break. 
He's fantastic in Prison Break. Um, was he in Con Air? Fargo. He was in Fargo. Yeah, he was in Fargo. He was in Fargo, the, the, the movie. Fargo. Yeah. I think he's great. I think he's a fantastic actor. I just think Allison Janney, you've seen her do comedy, drama. Um, you know, she she's kind of she's kind of like a, a jack of all trades. You know what I mean? She's somebody who you can isn't isn't she always the mom though? Isn't that kind of her not at all her main role? Mm-hmm. No? Mm-mm. Just because she's in a show called Mom doesn't yeah. mean you gotta pigeonhole <laughs> her here. Yeah, she was in a show called Mom. West Wing. I don't think she was a mom in West Wing. Mm-mm. Um, the help, help I want to say, was she the? She, I think she was the mom in Juno. Well, she was the mom yeah. in Juno, but yep. it was an amazing mm-hmm. role for her. And in the help. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so well, Alex, you may have a point. She's <laughs> literally mom in the show, mom. But she's she's great nonetheless. She's great nonetheless. But we'll continue on. Well, What's some yeah. other reasons why I like it? I just think some so, so because this is a bracket situation, a lot of times you'll just go, I will put a face next to a face. I'm gonna say I if if walking down the street, I would I would recognize both of them immediately, but I think Allison Jenny would spark more of a home in me. Mm. I just okay. think she's I just think she's uh I don't know. I can there, I mean, this this one is the so far. I think this one's the the most. This is the close. seven eight. This is that eight nine yeah. matchup. Yeah. Yeah. This is the most close to me. Um, but I I still got to give it to Allison Janney again. Love Peter Stormare. I think he's phenomenal. He's a great voice. Yeah. But I think when you see Peter Storm, I think the difference is when you see Peter Stormare a lot. Peter Stormare is never, never, leading a film. Yeah, that's that was the whole point of this. It's about supporting actor. Yeah, he, Allison, he, he leaves an imprint. He leaves. An yeah, imprint. he leaves an imprint. But Allison Janney is clearly a best supporting actor because she leads her own films as well. You well, sign... she leads her own films, then maybe she shouldn't be on this list. That's the whole point. Well, yeah, look at I me. Mean, just go go look her up. She's the, she's on the poster of a lot of these movies. Oh no, I mean she's on the poster, but she's usually a, a supporting actress in, in most of what she does. But who, who wants to take who wants to you take can't, the count? Alex? You can't, Alex. You can't say that. You know why? Because you don't even know how to pronounce her name. I don't. Okay? That that is true. You know, and that's, there's a reason for that because she's not a lead. <laughs> okay, let's go let's, for Lou. Lou. Lou on Netflix. She's the star of that. That's a big. Uh, I think it was Netflix. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of those mom. streamers. Mom. mom. She wasn't the lead. No, no, no. She was the the, the other actress, the blonde haired girl. She was. She was the lead, the lead mom. in Mom. No, no, no. It's she called Mom. Yeah, but but she played the mother of the lead actress. Look at the poster. Well, she's the... on the poster just because. No, she's, she's the, the center of the poster. She is this. She is okay. I I could be wrong. I could be she wrong. Maybe she shouldn't center. be on here then. Yes, and even in the two hander, they're both going out for best actor. They're not they're not doing best supporting. She's she's disqualified. D-Q'd. All right, so, so Peter Peter wins. Peter wins, and neither of you you guys have to debate. All right, how does he win then? You put him on. You put her on this list. Right. I I, I was first of all I wasn't the one who actually put her on the main list. How does he win? This is only for best supporting actors. But you got a, you got so that he gets a buy. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He gets a buy. You you argued your way. You argued her way off of the list. Is what it was. What ended up Allison Janney, if you're listening, you are better than this list. <laughs> she, I think she would great. wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> she won me over with the help. She was good. Yes. All right. So next matchup: Phil Hartman and Jason Alexander. I had to put these two comedic geniuses together uh, in this bracket. 
and see who who won out. So, uh, you know what, Lamorne, I'm I'm not gonna let you take the first dibs on this one. I'm gonna give it to uh, Chris over here. Oh come on, this is too easy. It's Phil Hartman. Jingle all the way, okay? Put that cookie down, and he's you know he's in there. He's trying to hook up with Arnold's wife. It doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> he really does um, play an amazingly like creepy next door neighbor. Yes. Like it was really good. It was so good. And and yes, I'm 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 being fun a little bit with this, but I'm I mean it because he was so perfect in that role. He he's every supporting actor voice in The Simpsons for you know mm-hmm. years. Um he's Troy just, McClure. Yeah. McClure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just so great. So um, I, I have to go with Phil Hartman. He's he's the monorail voice. He's the monorail guy too. Mm. Monorail. I'm gonna I'm gonna also go with Phil Hartman. Yes, Jingle All the Way. Also, House Guest. House Guest uh, with Sid <laughs> Matt was pretty. That's pretty fantastic. damn good. News Radio. Oh, he, uh, fantastic! And yeah. News Radio. He was the show in News Radio. Yeah. And let's talk about SNL. I mean, when he passed away, news radio just collapsed. Yeah. But, SNL was one of the most iconic. It's the most iconic comedic show. Mm-hmm. I got to say it's 50 seasons or something like that. And Phil Hartman was a star on that. But he was the star as the supporting guy. Yeah, like right. He would do was, anything yeah. that was necessary in a sketch, whether he was like leading it you know, frozen caveman lawyer, any of that sort of mm-hmm. stuff that he did, or whether he was just like a background waiter. Like he yeah. would like, he would steal the show. He would steal like sketches just with one look sometimes. Yeah. Cause even if you say Jason Alexander, like we know him from Seinfeld, um, you know, he's done a bunch of other stuff, but we know him from Seinfeld, but right. even on that show, you know, even though he was stealing a lot of scenes, mm-hmm. Kramer was to me was stealing. A lot, dare I say more? Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't disagree with you on that, but I also think that Jason Alexander, his his thing is more for like Pretty Woman. Like he played like a great dirtbag in Pretty Woman, if you yeah. remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He and also to me, Jason Alexander is a actor, actor mm-hmm. who happened to be playing a character on Seinfeld. He's like an yeah actor, actor of stage and right. screen. Yeah, he, yeah. he likes Broadway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a Broadway actor, but no, he he was for Seinfeld. He was really the show because the main. A writer on that show was Larry David, and he mm-hmm. essentially paid, played the part of Larry David mm-hmm. on that show. So he, he was really what, what brought everything together. But I agree with you guys. I think Paul Hartman is uh, the winner of these two. Um, I mean, you mentioned Monorail, but he did so many uh, voices on The Simpsons. Oh, All right, but yeah, uh, Phil, Paul Hartman is definitely uh, the winner uh, for that round. So now we're going to the other side of the bracket. The first seed over there was uh, is Jason Robards. Did I pronounce that? Correctly, Pete. And, he doesn't pronounce uh, the D. Oh, he crowbars. The D. But he uses crowbars. it. <laughs> Cro- it's like crowbars. <laughs> but he uses it. Good one. <laughs> and versus um, who I think is is a iconic actor, and I think a, a guy who stood for uh, a lot during his time. But uh, John Amos, um, he a- will be Amos. going against him. Amos. Amos. Uh, so so Lamorne, who do you want of these two? You got you got to be kidding me with that one. It's it's a tough one. Uh, I'm I I feel bad for putting him there. It's not a tough one at all. Are you kidding me? It's L- listen, John, bro. Okay, John go with John. Go with John. Kids want John Amos. Good times. Are yeah, you kidding times. me? Yeah. Good time coming to America. 
coming to Baby, you. The boy and, has and, and his he own left, money. He, he he left good times for a good reason too. I mean, he, you know, he didn't like. Yeah, he was he, how yeah they, how they never got out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he was like at some point he's like every time their characters every time that their characters were getting out of poverty there was a big opportunity for them to leave this. It was like nope, we gotta keep these people in check, and that's how he felt. And mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to walk away from a TV show like that. That was probably yeah. a top-rated TV show. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, but correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Isn't the point of a sitcom for every episode to end the way it began, like for nothing to have really changed? Isn't that the whole idea of what a sitcom is? I, I think there was there was multiple reasons too. I think he didn't okay. like the fact that um, the other guy was taking more screen time. What's his name? JJ uh, Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, didn't, he didn't like that aspect of it. Everything was coming, becoming cartoonish as well um, yeah. on the show. It okay. was. It, and and you also got to remember that was during a time where sitcoms, especially for black folks, had more meaning behind it. Right. It was the representation of black folks was slowly building, because it, prior to that you had minstrel shows and things like that where you had you had white folks dressing as black folks in shows. So now you get mm-hmm. opportunity to have black led casts and you have them going, that oh my. And that's the show. And when he's like, man, I think we can let's show some elevated black folks. Let's show right. like the Jeffersons. Where he's got a great job. He's he lives in the penthouse in the sky. Yeah. You know, like let's show that part too. A deluxe apartment. A deluxe apartment. And they were not. They just kept pushing it like you'll never get out of this environment. And for the people who are watching, representation is everything. You are, you do want to see victories. And to continuously push the idea that you will never get out of the projects, yeah, is is I can as an actor, I'm sure would start to weigh on you. No, yeah. that makes perfect so, sense. I get it. So John, John for Lamore, and who do you pick, Pete? Just to be on the other side of this, I, I I'm going to go with Jason Robards. Jason Robards is another one of those guys, much like Dame Maggie Smith, who's been acting for well over well up until he passed away. He was acting since the 1940s. And this is a man who gave us, he was the dad in Parenthood. I think that's a movie we've all seen. Um, He was in All the President's Men. He was in Once Upon a Time in the West. The man has won two Best Supporting Actors, or two Best Supporting Actor Oscars. And he has just been a, a, essentially just a consummate professional wherever he goes. And he's acted with some of the best directors out there. He's done it with some of the best actors out there. He's just, he's kind of done everything. It's one of those things where I feel like if, if there was more representation, John Amos would 100% have been able to do what Robards did given the opportunity, but it just didn't feel like he had the same opportunities that Robards did. Right. So it's easy to perform in a great climate for yourself. Exactly. When you're under no pressure. Well, I mean, I I think you would say that if you're an actor, you're always under pressure regardless, right? Yes. Yes. And no, I mean, we've seen the tide shift in, in, in how we view TV and movies, right? What I mean by that, and no offense to, you know, two of the people here, white men got an opportunity to fail and fuck up often. Mm-hmm. If you are a woman or if you're a person of color, you get one shot at being good. And if you don't, and if you're not great, then women aren't funny again. Yes. And all of a sudden, all women aren't funny. You know, yeah. it's like you have that. That's a hard, that's a, that's a, that was a hard thing to overcome. And we're still trying to overcome that. Back in the day, it was every, you know, if you were a white dude, you had the opportunity to do as much as you wanted. I mean, let's let's put this, let's think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this for a second. You had 
as much as I love Keanu Reeves, he's one of my favorite actors now. Bill and Ted, he was a dog shit actor. He had the opportunity, though, to keep failing and That's to keep right. trying and keep doing it. You know what I mean? A lot of actors don't get that opportunity. If you're, I'm sure, I'm sure Jason Rope, I mean, he's most English folks are dope actors. Is he, is he from the UK or something? No, he's not. What, no, he's where's he from? He's American. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, one of the things I like about this is, is the research on that. And I, I did not know that he's from Chicago. That was, that was kind of cool. Plus, he did, um, you know, uh, fight in World War II. He was in the Navy. So. Wow. I didn't know all those things, regardless. Yeah, great, great history behind him. I'm going to go Jason. I'm, I'm going to go John Amos, though. I'm still going to go okay. John Amos just because of the, the the climate in which he was, like, making a stand. He wasn't just acting. He was, he was you know. And He was and, trying to make a change, too. And it legitimately, to, it hurt his the career, world. too. After yeah. he left the show, yeah. like he didn't get much. Well, he, he, he stayed busy and he stayed consistent, but he didn't get those same roles again. And to be fair, no disrespect to Jason, but John still acting. Oh, <laughs> oh, with the kicker right there. Um, All right. Uh, Pete, do you have any more, any more words sorry. here before you, you wrap this one up? Alex, there are no more words. I think we're just done there. <laughs> okay, we're, we're done there. All right, so listen, you know, I, I was fully ready to pick Jason. Like Peter mentioned, two uh, Oscars as Best Supporting Actor. He was in, he was also in Philadelphia as well, which is where I remember him, played uh, a great character with that. And, mm -hmm. and no disrespect to him, but um, I think uh, Lamorne has created our first upset uh, here, uh, major upset, uh, and uh, John Amos is uh, moving on. <laughs> all right now ow my elbow dude what was that for john amos also played for the kansas city chiefs nobody mentioned that i did not oh, know that's that. right i did not know that that's interesting that is interesting all right so uh the next round is jennifer coolidge and gary cole gary Ooh. Oh, two two good actors. I think this is another tough one. This um, is a tough one. Yeah, Chris. Actually, I'm going to give you first dibs on this one. You better listen. <laughs> sound like retired, you sound like a retired uh, retired football coach just now. <laughs> you better. You better <laughs> listen up here, man. <laughs> I have. I have. I, I don't need to say much because those of you who know me. No, like I have this problem where like I attach to something right. and it just stays with me forever, right? Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Saturday because we've got a lot to get done. And then I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday too, okay? <laughs> and also, if you ain't first, you're last, Ricky. Iconic lines. Iconic it's lines. It's Gary right. Cole for me no matter what I love everything gary cole does and it is it he was even in chicago fire for a season and as a as a bad dude and and he was a i mean like i he's i like everything he does i like everything he does it's gary cole for me i i know i know she's super talented but i i'm a big yeah. gary cole yeah guy. so to be fair chris to be fair you you don't have a good jennifer coolidge impersonation so i think that's one one main reason yeah. why you haven't you didn't yeah. think, uh, you, you can work on it because she's, she's pretty okay. good it's a very high pitch. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Lamorne, yeah. who do you got yes. here? I'm going to go with Jennifer Coolidge. I love I love Gary Cole. I, I everything you said is spot on. He, you know, hello, Peter. 
What? That's one of the greatest. And we've been, I think we've done that. Yeah, that's you, still Peter. how we greet Peter yes. on the phone. <laughs> yep. Pretty much every time. No, but that delivery is amazing. Yeah. It's like like Lamar was saying, uh, just happening. perfect. It's What's perfect. Happening? However, we're talking about supporting. We're talking about character. Jennifer Coolidge. I love her so and here's what I here's what here's what I mean by character. She's the same character. <laughs> and it never gets old. Never. The <laughs> fact that Loud. the fact that she's she's Stifler's mom. Let's just Yeah. What's her name in the in the in the movie? Stifler's, Stifler's mom. mom. Yep. You just know her as Stifler's mom and you the, will know that. The forever. original the original MILF. She yes. is the yes. reason why MILF was invented. Exactly. Yeah. And when you go and when you look at you look at how her career has moved, right? You go from being Stifler's mom, even though she's done a ton of stuff way before that. Look at look at what happened when she was in White Lotus. She is that show. Like she is the show. Even though she's not the star, she's still the show. You two, well, two broke you, you, girls was the same thing. Yeah, she was. The, she was the I, show. I think. I, I think for season one, Murray Bart, Bartlett stole that show. I, th I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was phenomenal, but I don't think he stole it. Jennifer Coolidge to me stole it, just like she stole the second season. He wasn't in that second season. I still haven't seen the second season. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she is on. Well, a, he wasn't in the second season for a reason. No spoilers right. here. Well, but. no spoilers, but you know, they, they write a certain way and then they move characters around a certain way based off the fact that we want her back because mm -hmm. fans okay. tune in to see that. They want to see, and then you watch her you watch her award speeches because guess she's 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 won awards for that character. As much as I love Gary Cole, I don't think he won no awards for, for any of these projects. Maybe some, you know, but she's winning Emmys and you know, in her speeches, her Emmy speeches, she's just hilarious. You know what I mean? And she well, stays in that character. And you know what the best thing is, is that she's been doing that character for over 30 years. She's been in those Christopher Guest movies. She is an amazing improviser as well. And that's yeah. that's part of that Emmy speech. Like, just like she is in that mentality so much. You're absolutely right. She only plays one character, but she has perfected it over these last 30 years. Yeah, I could like start listing off some of these. I looked it up. I could li list off some of these movies and you go, holy crap, she's mm -hmm. been doing this in some of the, you know, like the, I had no idea. You name some of these shows. You know, Nip Tuck. She was in Alvin and the Chipmunks. She was, you know, Bad Lieutenant. Like, according to Jim, I think, I think she was one of uh, Jerry Seinfeld's girlfriends in uh, Seinfeld too, back in the day. Possibly Zoolander, yeah, I mean, uh, down all these things, Party Down, Lemony Snicket's, like series of unfortunate events. And she's been doing that thing that's dope. People get tired of certain sticks and bits. Mm -hmm. Not with her because she changes it up slightly. She does. She's different character with that energy behind her. And it's so dope to me. It's yeah. so dope. Yeah. It's fun. Like she, she comes off like some of her characters are super confident, like Stifler's mom and other ones mm -hmm. like are very passive, like in, in white Lotus. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's still somewhat, it's, it's, it's a small tweak that she can do, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's still somewhat the same character. It's kind of, it's really interesting, yeah. but, and um, going back, yeah. if, if I may, just one quick thing for Gary Cole as well. He was also in a little show called veep. Literally one of the funniest shows yeah. you will ever see in yeah. your life. And his role in that show, the, the the character that he played in that, very much like Bill Lumberg, but just even a little bit more like dialed down, but still just one of the funniest guys ever. It, it, it This is an impossible choice to make here. Yeah, it's an yeah. impossible choice to make. Um, I'm going to have to make it. 
and and it's it's only because I like Say his it. movies more. That's the oh. only reason. I like his stuff more. She's phenomenal. She's won awards, you. but I just I like his things. But and that's just you know, just what I like. So uh, Gary Cole will be moving on. For the next round, we have uh, Christoph Waltz, and we got Max von Sydow. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Max von Sydow. 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 Yeah. All right. So, Lamorne, who do you want? This one's tough because, you know, Max von Sydow is iconic, obviously. We go back to some of those legendary things, the Bond movies, and the, all the old stuff that he'd done. You know what I love him in, and I feel it's brilliantly rated? Judge Dredd. <laughs> I thought he yeah. was great, Judge Dredd. And people yeah, like that movie. I loved it in Minority Report. Yeah, yeah. Another good one. I was going to say, he strikes me as one of those guys that's like sneaks up on you, like you don't know he's going to be bad, but you kind of know he's going to be bad. Yeah. And he ends up bad. Yeah. But, but in Judge Dredd, you thought he was going to be the bad guy, and he ended up being a good guy. Giving yeah. himself up. He's, but, yeah. he's, but that's my point. He's sneaky, and he can play that sneaky, confusing character that you don't know what he is. Yeah. 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 I love him. But I think I love Christoph Waltz more. I'm going to go with Christoph Waltz. His character in Django was so fun to me. And it was, it was, it, it was, it's hard to, it's hard to describe how good a person is when they're playing a character. Because sometimes a character can be over the top. In a, in a tenuous situation, Usually everything is supposed to be serious. Here's this this slave being, you know, freed and trying to, you know, rescue his his wife. And if you really think about it, that's a dark, dark situation. Christoph Waltz is so funny in it, and it doesn't make fun of the situation. You know what I mean? He's so light, he's so loose, dangerous, and he can he can embody all those things. You know, he did the same thing in Glorious Bastards. Almost the same character, but not not on the right side. You know what I mean? Like, so you go, oh wow, you just love you just really love him. You just root for and, him. And, and he set the tone for that movie too. He had that first scene in Glorious Bastards where we talked about mm -hmm. the rats and everything. Mm -hmm. It was it was great. It was great. Yeah. And he's like and logical <laughs> with it too, right? <laughs> yes. Like it's like it's it almost yeah. makes sense. Like Oh, no, wait, but you are evil. Dang it, you yes. are. All right. Yes, it makes it even more menacing mm -hmm. because you're dealing with a crazy person. You and he has the perfect lunatic. voice for it, too. He yeah. really does. So for me... Okay, Christoph. Yeah. All right, Peter, who do you have? I, I'm going to have the Herculean task of trying to sum up Max von Sydow's career because this man has done everything. He started off working for Ingmar Bergman in Sweden he did the Seventh Seal, which is a knight, which is a tale about a knight from the um, Crusades who ends up battling death, playing death in a game of chess in order to stay alive. Like just such a, a an, an amazing movie, and this is one of his first films that he ever made. He continues on and he does movie after movie. He's in some of the greatest movies and some of the schlockiest movies you'll ever see. But the man can Oh, he he was a schlock star. Schlocky. Oh yeah, you ever see Flash Gordon? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, Emperor, <laughs> Emperor Ming. This man was Emperor Ming in Flash Gordon. <laughs> One of those. He is somebody he, dressed up as a character they shouldn't have dressed up. As. Yes, very much so. But he, but Just most recently, he was in Game of Thrones. He was the three-eyed right. raven in Game of Thrones. Yeah. The man has been everywhere. He's mm -hmm. done everything. Mm -hmm. Max von Sydow is one of those guys who, 
I, I will not be able to say the impact he had on acting because I don't even know it. I haven't seen most of his movies, but the ones that I have seen, he has been, he's just been amazing. Whether he, he, he started off as a lead actor in his early days, but towards the end, and especially like in the 70s, starting then and moving on, he became one of the best character actors this country's ever seen. I agree, but not really. <laughs> no, okay. Right. Well, I'm glad. All right. I'm, I'm glad no, no, you no. guys both spoke I, highly of, of each one because uh, I think they're both deserving. It, but, you know, with, with Christoph Waltz, I, I feel like he's just a notch above a lot of hold these. On, hold on. If I could say something about Christoph Waltz here. Christoph Waltz Don't say is Christoph. a Christoph. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I like to say his name. <laughs> Here we go. So, Mr. Christoph Waltz. There it is. He has been amazing in Quentin Tarantino films. He has been good in other films, but he has been amazing in Quentin Tarantino films. I, I don't know that he can exactly get whatever he got out of those Tarantino films in other roles. And that's where he and Seidel really split apart. I'll tell you this. I'll, t- I'll say this. When, 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 Seidel is in these iconic movies and he's playing these iconic characters. Mm-hmm. You take him out of that movie, you take him out of Minority Report, you still got Tom Cruise and you still got Colin Farrell. You take Christoph Waltz out of some of these Quentin Tarantino movies, you don't got you don't got a movie. Yeah. You know, he's not the leading character. He's not the leading Accurate. character, but he's so dynamic in that movie yeah. that that's what you walk away with. And Quentin Tarantino has a, a great, does a great job casting certain people like that, like these these minor characters. But he casts them so well that they make a huge impact uh, in those movies. So, yeah, I I agree with uh, Lamorne here. Um, it, it was a tough battle here. Uh, Max is is a fantastic actor. Um, no disrespect to him, he's no longer with us. Rest in peace. Uh, but Christoph is is the guy that's moving on so here's here's the last round i'm gonna let Stuck my dick, uh, peter oh alex by the way he was he was father Marin in the exorcist as well a role oh, yeah a role that really would not have you know the movie wouldn't have worked turn. out well without him in there no yeah i think it it's it's i i, I, I think, think this is a very exorcist is what i think uh, that was the movie <laughs> no man dude, I, I, dude oh, do you remember that see, that weekend when we watched that this movie really is. that's the movie right there I hate that you, movie so the last round here, I'm going to let uh, each of you speak on them if, if you want to, um, just because it's the last round. Uh, so we got uh, Giancarlo Esposito, and was it Pilly, Billy Curdup? Curdup. Is that how you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Curdup. Billy Curdup. So, um, P- uh, Lamorne, you can go first on this one. Who do you... Come on, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. It's... it's, it's... it's... Are you... Are you... He's exploding this... right now. He's exploding right now. So it's, it, you know, it's very... Who's exploding right now? I'm assuming you're going to go with John Carlo. Yeah, there's no right yeah. now. This dude's been nailing it for <laughs> years. Uh, Mo Better Blues. I want to say I think it was Mo Better Blues. The, a lot of Spike Lee films from back in the day. Um, Do the right thing. Uh, he was very, very dynamic in that movie. Malcolm X, dynamic in that movie. He he's been doing it for so long. He just then became got his like. His just yeah, due, yeah. Later on, with with uh, with um, Breaking Bad Wars. and yeah. Better Call Saul, you know he's very uh, you know charactery, 
and how he delivers a line. You know, it's yeah, and he, he that's how he speaks. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, I was watching a PSA or something he was doing, and it was this that like don't that's that's his tone. He's not being performative. That's how that man speaks. You know, and I think that says a lot about an actor when you can you can hear you can if you hear their voice, you know who that is. Mm-hmm. You know. Being somebody who does like impressions every once in a while, you have to. That person has to have a standing out characteristic in order for you to impersonate them. You know, like like he Jeff has Goldblum. That, ex- exactly, you he always know Jeff Goldblum's voice. You always exactly. know Esposito's voice. You know Denzel's voice. You know James Earl's voice. You know you can tell because they have a cadence, and they have a rhythm, and it's so. It's you can you can. It's it's the elephant in the room. Like, yeah, it's like Jennifer here. Coolidge, like we were talking about yeah. earlier with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I am also for Giancarlo Esposito. I mean, that dude, he just blew my socks off with Breaking Bad. Unfortunately, I've never seen Mo Better Blues. I really need to see that one because it's got a lot of amazing parts in it. That's all I need to see. Billy Crudup's a great actor, but he's one of those guys who was a leading actor that never really, never really made it as a leading actor, and so kind right. of fell into the character actor role from there. Yeah, but he he's done great on the the morning show on uh, Apple TV. Yeah, yes, he's amazing yep. on that. He's amazing so much fun. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank you very much, Lamorne. So John Carlo does win this round for uh, the first round. We're going to have James Earl Jones and Maggie Smith. Then we got uh, Peter Storm. Stormare. Was it? Stormare. Stormare. Uh, against Phil Hartman. John Amos against Gary Cole. Christoph Waltz against uh, Giancarlo Esposito. I'm going to go Christoph Waltz. That's that's a good one. Like I said, I think I feel like he's a sleeper. I think it's going to be tough for him to beat James Earl Jones uh, and Maggie Smith, but that is uh, that is a tough one. Yeah. I think when you put them in a room, he's younger. You know what I mean? I think he can whoop their asses in there. Yeah. He's younger. He's, he's got a, he can't physically beat them up. Better reach, you know. He's, yeah. I'm sure if you've seen James Earl lately, he he, he not holding up. Yeah, oh, but he, he he catches you with that left hook though. You are down. <laughs> All right. And and la- last question for you, Lamorne. If you're gonna do a project with something, someone uh on this list. And you could pick two if you want to, but who would be the uh, the one or two actors that you would do a project with? It would have to be between Giancarlo and Chris. Well, some of them are not alive, so I'm just I'm not. Gonna no, but you could pick. You know, it could be a wish list type thing too, as well. Like, hey, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. So, yeah. w- would it be um, a comedic movie that you're making with these two actors, or would it? Be- yeah, yeah. I think I Second City starting in the comedy business. You know what I mean? That's like we just that's what we do we just laugh and goof off you know what i mean yeah. and why not do it with one of the greats you know if you're in a movie with phil hartman that means you're doing something right you know um or you've traveled back in time and <laughs> either way it's like awesome damn it am i in yeah. coneheads really yeah. this is like, awesome <laughs> you know if you're if you're in a class and christoph waltz i would say because he's so to me he's so skilled and really good and, and and he he seems to not miss with choices that he makes you know film wise so i'm like all right if i'm in a movie with him a lot of these other actors like maggie smith they do a lot of these english films like these old you know well make it she was in hook too Downton i know but I'm, i know but i'm saying they do a lot of the old stuff too like downton abbey like i would never want to be on that show right <laughs> what are you talking about i won't do that like i 
to be fair, I've never seen it, but like at the same time, <laughs> like I don't think that's a show. I don't, I don't want to dress dress up in like a, a suit with ruffled things and do you know that just that just that's not my style. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I think you could rock a waistcoat. I think I really think you could, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I would. I think I would do well in those times. You know what I mean? I mean Except for probably, the fact that no, we rake. wouldn't. You probably rake, bro. <laughs> you rake. But I want to say this: you'd be Christoph- raking. Yes, for others. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like Christoph. Christoph, although he's been in like these serious Quentin Tarantino movies, he always brings that comedic element to his mm-hmm. roles. That's so just I think, his face, I think be, man. His face yeah, just lights well, it's up just when the he way talks. He, his delivery too. His delivery. But yeah. um, no, I think if he ever did like a full comedic movie, I think he would be hilarious. So you yeah. know who yeah. else has happen, a great actually. delivery? Jason cool. Bateman's got a great delivery. Oh, he's got game best. night behind you. Yeah, he's got what? the best. When are you getting on that uh, on Smartless, man? Was Bateman calling you up? I don't Who needs know. Smartless when you have the hard cap, dude? Come on. We here. I don't know, Jason. I, I I ran into him the other day, and he's like, "We got to get you on the show." And I said, "Don't be Hollywood. <laughs> make, make a make a fucking phone call." Right? Don't don't just say <laughs> words, man. Don't say words. Uh, you know, I think he's, once he's Fargo such comes, a soft out, delivery. Yeah. Such a soft delivery. And now back to the show. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Will, I love it. Will you? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's so good. It's so good. Those guys are so funny. Somebody's well, got to call out Sean Hayes, though. He you know, he keeps saying, "I'm from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, bro." You went to Glenbard West. You're from Glen Ellen, dude. That's what we do say in the suburbs, so Chris. West. You know this for a fact. That's what we do we, in, the, in the suburbs. We say we're from Chicago. Yes. Even though we're from the way suburbs. But you know what's crazy? You way. know what's crazy? They do the opposite to me. I am from Chicago, born and raised there. Moved yeah. to Glen Ellen at the age of 14. Everybody's oh, like, "You're from Glen Ellen." You're from this guy's from Glen Ellen. I go, well, <laughs> hold on now. That was actually <laughs> family, what they went through real quick. Yes. Right. It's not like a Glen Ellen household, does it? <laughs> well, once again, Lamorne, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It has been a pleasure losing arguments to you. It's it's just what we're used to all the time. So it's what happens. Listen, uh, when you're right, you're right. And there are moments and when I I'm never wrong. Was. You were never right. I, yeah. I got to admit, there are moments in our upbringing when we were we were together when I was wrong. It's just that I'm a better debater. There's <sighs> something, Nader. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go with better debater. I am the greater debater. What, what, what is it called when you, you're you know the head of, of something? You're, you're the master debater, right? The governor, <laughs> the governor debater. No, he's the master debater. Yeah, I definitely agree. the master yeah. debater. Well, debater. Yeah. we want to thank our master debater, Lamorne Morris. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once again, Fargo is coming up, right? Yeah, stay tuned for Fargo. It's, you know, um, if you haven't heard of it. You're just kind of dumb. Yeah. dumb. Let me, one, should I one say cool... it right? Okay, now listen here. So here's what we're going to do, okay? <laughs> you're going to go home. You're going to get your rule cooler remote. And you're going to turn it on and you're going to watch some Fargo, okay? Just shut, sit down, shut the hell up, and we're going to talk about some Fargo, okay? It's going to be pretty great. Did I, did I, much, did I much get better it? than mine. Much better than yeah. mine on the show. Oh, okay. Mine was no more, problem. Uh, I was hey. more mumbly, you know what I mean? <laughs> Alex, do you have any <laughs> trivia for us this week? 
I do. I do oh, have oh, trivia. No. Do Lamar, it. would you like to stick around for some trivia? Um, if I, it's not trivia for me because I know the answers to most things. That's right. Even if it's wrong, Lamar knows the answer to most things. It's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove. And we'll be right back. And we are back. It is time for Chris to give us a theme song. Alex has a bunch of stupid questions and they're always dumb and everybody hates them. So let's go into it and we'll try to pretend that we like it. Alex is trivia. (laughs) Okay. So um, I'm going to continue with my stealing of material since I did so well last time. I'll be stealing a question from (laughs) someone else. (laughs) You can still hate the question, Chris. It's up to you whether or not. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so the question, one question. Will Chamberlain. And there are six (laughs) players who achieve this. Six players. And Will Chamberlain is not one of them, Chris. Bullshit. Who are the only players to win back-to-back finals MVPs? And I feel like you guys can really think through this. You can figure this out. There are six players to have done it in NBA history. Who are they? Is Charles Barkley one of them? (laughs) I want to go with Kevin (laughs) I'm not, I'm not even responding to that one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's one. Classic. Uh, obviously, LeBron James. LeBron. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, yes. Uh, are we counting Michael Jordan twice? No. Um, I'm going to go... Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon. So we have four. Mm-hmm. We have four. Manute Ball. <laughs> uh Larry Bird. Not Larry Bird, no. surprisingly. Surprisingly. That was the one Bird. I was thinking oh, of. Oh, it's Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah. Not Isaiah. No. I, I think I think Joe Dumars won won mm. one of the uh finals. Really? Yeah. What about Shaq? Okay. So think back Shaq? who so, so there's, there's, there's one, one more. more. There's one more, and it had to have been it had to have been the Celtics. Oh, oh. oh it's um it's not Kobe because Kobe didn't win back to backs. Mm. On the Celtics, on the Celtics. Bill Russell? Uh, no, I didn't have the was... finals MVP. I think it was oh, that. It would have been Bill Russell. So that it would have been. I think he would have won plenty. What I about what about been. Hondo Havlicek? Not Hondo. No, Stop not Hondo. I think, although I think he did win two you. on his own after that Celtics era. What's wrong with Hondo Havlicek, Chris? Ah, stop with Hondo. It's Hondo. <laughs> John, famous John. <laughs> Hondo. <laughs> so you guys got one more. I'll give you uh, ten more seconds here. Can you give so us a decade? You sure that it's not Kobe, Morn? Because Kobe, then they win and then lose and then win again. I feel like they won a couple in a row. Didn't they win they a couple in a row early? Oh, 2000s? that's right. And Pau Gasol should have gotten one of them, but they gave it to Kobe instead. Was it Kobe? Well, Alex? Ron should have got one. It was Kobe. Uh, Morn uh, <laughs> took yep. you off there uh, off the tail there. No, he, he won in oh uh, nine and, and ten. Yeah. Oh, that sec- that second one, Gasol, definitely should have won. Yeah. And they won in 2009, yeah. and then they won in uh, 2010. Yep. And then somehow Dallas beat them in 2011, so we didn't get the dream matchup of uh, LeBron and Kobe uh, in 2011, unfortunately. So that was the first question there. I uh, got a second question here for you. I just need to. Oh, man. If you, don't, if you just want one, we can just do one. No. Let's do it. I want it. Let's hear it. I mean, yeah. this was just a fun one. It's not anything. Was the one prior to it not fun? Huh? Was the last one not fun? Yeah, he's just well, it, was, it was more serious than fun. But 
let's see, five five categories here. All right. Who is the heaviest player to ever play in the NBA? Oliver Miller. Oliver Miller. Know. Yeah. <laughs> He's also got the longest wingspan. Yeah. Is that is, so? I did not know who is, that. Who is the shortest player to ever play in the NBA? Muggsy Pokes. Muggsy. No, Earl, yeah, is it Muggsy or is it Earl Boyk? It's Muggsy. It is Muggsy. It is Muggsy. 5'3". Who is the tallest player to ever play in the NBA? Minute Bull. George Mirasan. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's his face? It's... it's... Do, uh, do the tiebreaker, Pete. Sean Bradley. Is it, it Manute Bowl or is it uh, George Marison? George, George Marison. I think it's Manute Bowl. Nope, it is George Marison at 7'7". Seven, seven. Really? <laughs> Wait, well, I thought Manute Bowl was 7'5". Oh, was he 7'5"? He was 7'6". 7'8". Who is the lightest <laughs> person? The lightest person? The lightest. So we have Kevin the heaviest, not the lightest. <laughs> Kevin Durant. He <laughs> <laughs> probably sure looks like it. Pound. He probably <laughs> is the lightest ever player yeah. in the NBA. Oh man, um, Jamal Crawford. Light... No, one's... it's gotta be it's gotta be Muggsy. You would think, but he was he had some strong legs, man. Is it Nate Archibald? It's not Nate. Mm. Is it Abdul? Is it is it Chris Jackson? Well, name me some Sharif some of the players that play the game. Spud Webb. You got you got Nate Robinson. You got who else? Spud Webb. Spud Webb. Is that well, him? You got uh, Will. It was Spud Webb. No, I'm 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 just asking. Just name him. You got, you got Will Bynum, Nate Robinson, Earl Boykins. Okay, out of those, who do you think it is? Earl Boykins. Chris? Spud Webb. Pete? Uh, actually, I do think it's Earl Boykins as well. It's Spud Webb at, at uh, 133 pounds. So, you, you know, I, I said Spud Webb, Alex, and you... I know. You... I, bet I, was, I was asking you to name players at that time. Was he just doesn't want you to have a right answer, Peter. That's yeah. all this is. Look, I'm try, I've been trying to tell you for over a year. You know, but, but Chris, the problem is I'm right so often in these games. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All <laughs> right. Your last question here is: Who is the youngest player to ever play in the NBA? The youngest player. Uh, and obviously we have, we've had tons of 18 year olds play, so it's it's kind of per day. So. 18 years. But, uh, it's, is this going to be hard because we, is it a guy who we don't know the name of? No, you know this guy. <laughs> LeBron James? It is not LeBron. Hmm. Speedy Claxton? I'll, I'll, I'll give oh, you a hint. Oh. This guy probably would have had a better career, um, but because of injuries, it, you know, it kind of derailed it, but he, he would have had a, a really good career. Oh, Darius Sangalia? No, it's uh <laughs> Ah, dang, I know this. I'll give you another thing. He he won actually he won two championships before he had to retire. He won two championships before he had to retire. Was he drafted by the Wizards? He was not drafted by the Wizards. I, I don't think Kareem Kwame Brown. Uh, Kwame Brown never won a championship. He did play for the Lakers, no. but he never won a championship with them. Um he don't 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 say don't I wanna I wanna guess this one. Two championships. Uh um Chocolate Thunder. Daryl Dawkins. Dawkins. That's a good. He only won one championship with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, that's that's encyclopedia. Was, well, how about I, I Moses? He, he is a big man. He's a center. How about Moses Malone? Also one championship. Hmm. He won two. Oh, Tony Parker. No, he's, no, he's a big man. He's a big man. When, you, oh, big man. when we're wrong, could you oh, please say, go fish? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Last thing, he played for the Lakers. Andrew Bynum? Oh, Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum. Really? 18 years and six days. Youngest player that ever Hmm. played in the NBA. Interesting. Really? I thought, are you serious? Well, Alex, once again, thank you very much for this trivia. That is so fantastic. We we can, I don't think we need to do it again. Chris, are you done with this? I'm fine if you guys are done with this. Donzo. (laughs) I think we're done. Donzo. Chris, take it away. You've been wanting it. You waited for it because you had to. It was going to be there last week, but you got tricked because it wasn't Matt last time. Spoiler alert, it was just Peter. But now, you've waited not just this episode, but two episodes for this moment. The one, the only... Wow. Wow. I I don't think it gets better than that. Doesn't. It doesn't at all. It couldn't. (laughs) We even got the wavy mic guy. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I may have to put like an echo behind that, really give it some gravitas. (laughs) So that that was a pretty good me impression last week, Peter. You know, Matt, I you had I've, some points there. I feel I like, like I've been listening to you for a long time and I really got your your little intricacies down, you know? You had some of it. Some of it was spot on, some of it was not. But uh, hello. I <laughs> the only part I really it's felt perfect. Like you nailed was the why you don't need basses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> same here. Yeah. I, I felt like I really was channeling you at that point. <laughs> yeah, like your voice got a little quieter. And serious when he said it, and it became me. <laughs> but then after that, you just sort of like made it a little like, well, it turned more into like a Seinfeld me after that. That's actually Matt. I I kind of picture Seinfeld when I think uh, of you. Oh no! All so right, take, I'll take it. I was gonna say, take the compliment. <laughs> all right, wow, shall we kick this thing off? Please do kick it. Old We've school. got stuff from all kinds of sports tonight. Mm. You guys like sports? Yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Because we got the questions for all the sports. All right, so this first one here. Take one of your favorite basketball players of Shaquille O'Neal and then add about four inches on top of that. Because that's how tall Victor, I'm going to butcher this last name. You guys know how to pronounce it? I want to hear you do it. Wembanyama? Close. Let's call him Wemby. Wemby? Yeah. So that's how tall he is, and he's only 19 from France, mm-hmm. and right now he's predicted to be the next big thing. You know, it's pretty much a guaranteed. He's a lot for the first pick. Yep. So do you think he's going to live up to that height hype, or do you think it's just going to be a mediocre player? And then sort of a follow-up question that is, is there a height that's too high to actually be effective in the NBA? Like think of like Yao Ming. He was good, but he wasn't like the best center ever yet. He was probably close to the tallest center ever. Where do you guys stand on this? Will he be good? And can he be too tall? I mean, it's hard for me to say accurately and I don't want to do it any injustice because the guy, I don't, I don't know enough about him or how he plays the game. Because I, I don't pay enough attention to college basketball, but 
from what I've heard, he, he's good. I, I just think it's another one of those things where you look at these guys that are so tall and they have this big injury risk that comes along with them too. You know, and a lot of times when they're that big, they, they are more uh, likely to get hurt. So I don't know. I guess if I had to guess just blindly, I'd say he wouldn't live up to the hype. So, Chris, uh, first of all, he plays uh, for a professional league in France. He's not in college basketball. Well, whatever. I I I was going to say, that probably makes it even worse as far as you being able to track him anywhere. But what we have been seeing all over social media are his highlights and the things that he's able to do. And this 7'5 unicorn of a human being is doing so much more than just being a tall guy. Like, he has really good handles. He can pull up and shoot from almost anywhere and does the, the most recent, like just huge highlight that was going around was him shooting a three pointer, like a fadeaway three pointer and having it brick, but he catches his own rebound and dunks it. Like Mm -hmm. you just, you don't see that. Like that's Giannis Antetokounmpo type stuff. So I, I do think that he's got a chance, even though he is very tall and there does come a very big risk of injury. I think he's got a great chance of being something special. I hope so. I really do. I don't know much about him, so I mean, it's really just speculation at this point, but it does seem like you can be too tall. Like like the physics of your body seem to behave differently when you get a little taller. Like, like Shaq still had the proportions of a shorter person, even though he was really tall. Right. But he was, like when you get like he was a barrel-chested man. You, it, you can almost see like they run differently than like, you know, someone who might be a little like even just a few inches shorter they they seem to just have a different body proportion yeah that highlight peter talked about i saw that and i thought it looked weird but i think it only looked weird because he covered so much ground so fast but it it almost didn't seem fast. It's just because I think he's so long. He's just so long. Yeah, it was like a stride and a half and he was already there at the basket. Yeah. So Yeah. The the man is a unicorn. It's it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, are those are those tendons and ligaments a little more tenuous that they're <laughs> no pun intended. That now that they're uh <laughs> now that they're being stretched out as much? Sure. I mean it's unfortunately anything's possible, but if Giannis can uh can do it and build some muscle, I think this guy has uh I think he can get bigger and get stronger and hopefully do well. I see what you're saying. He's going to do the slam dunk contest, only he's going to dunk from behind the three-point line. Half court, actually, yeah. Probably. (laughs) I'm there. So I want to talk to you about the Olympics. I've heard some pretty less than cool things about what goes on I mean, these are just some facts that I've heard here that in 2012, half of the Olympic athletes made less than, and this is their total salary, not like they had other jobs, like total salary made less than $15,000 for the full year. They, if you won gold, you averaged only 37000 if you won gold and you know how hard that is to do and you pay your coaches upwards of a hundred to $200 an hour and they train all day, every day and almost none of them win like 
any significant prize from it. Like there's this idea that you become a hero if you win the gold, but there's such a small portion of people who actually can do something with it. Like you got your Phelps, you got your Usain Bolts, but most of them just, you know, that's it. So do you think the Olympics are worth it? Or is it kind of just this weird scam? <laughs> well, I think the scam is the the apparatus that's built up around these athletes. The Olympics is supposed to be about amateur athletes competing for medals and representing their country doing so. Amateur athletes. They're not supposed to be getting paid for this. They're just supposed to be out there representing their country. And obviously because, you know, we have what we have... They have sponsorships, and they have these things that can help them out, but built up around these sponsorships, like you said, are these expensive coaches and these constant trips they have to be taking. So, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people get priced out of that type of world. I think it's all a scam, Matt. Let's undo it. Go away from it. <laughs> no more Olympics. Get rid of track and field in general. Just... Get, I don't even want to see a track or a field at another high school ever again. Get rid Stop of all fields. Stop getting these ideas in the kids' heads at such a young age that they're going to go win a medal. If I want a medal, I'm going to go Wreck-It Ralph style, and I'm going to go find me a medal where I can find a medal. I'm not going to go try tricking myself into thinking that I'm going to throw a big ball as far as I can, okay, and spin around in a circle with it. That's not happening. I'm not jumping over some rod that's flimsy. If that, if, first of all, for the flimsy rod, whatever they want to call it, if I jump over it and I knock it down, who cares? I still jumped over it. So shut up with your opinions. Okay. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate that. I, all I'm saying is this is a hoax. It's a, it's a scam and a travesty and it should go away. It's not fair. In all in all seriousness, though, it's not, it sucks for these these young people to pay these coaches that much money, and and you're right, they're not getting these big advertising deals and jumping into commercials left and right. They're not making side side you know appearances in movies as an extra or whatever. It's not happening. So do away with it. No more Olympics. Sorry, no more tracks or fields. Long <laughs> long jump. Fine. Do that in the street, though. There's cracks in the road. Jump the cracks. I appreciate the the absolute points of view. There. That Welcome. Was, that was quite the statement there, Chris. Look, you told me last episode I'm that guy. You want some? <laughs> I'm being it. Here it is. There it is. Yeah, it, it is. It so, is crazy. Hmm. And like Peter, you mentioned the sponsorships, but only a few teams even get that. Like. Exactly. The gymnasts get it because they're super well known, and that's one of the more popular ones. But not even all the gymnasts on it well, can turn that into anything. So the bottom line, Matt, is that we do need a flat tax. There, I said it. <laughs> about tree fit. Now, of that flat tax, it does need to be graduated. So let's talk about that. All right, we're going to get into little uh, specifics here, Chris. Let's get let's get super granular with this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next question. The question out of left field. Matt, Matt, what, what's the question out of left field? Glad you asked, Peter. Question out of left field. Well, that's the part of the show or the only part of the question that has to do with sports. It's that fun little intro right there. You make me so happy. Thank you so much. 
Now, now this is legit one of the coolest things I've read about in quite a while. So reach, researchers have, have succeeded in being able to scan your brain and create an image of what you're thinking about. They, they'd what? show you, like, say they'd show you, like, a red wagon with a monkey in it or just something random. Then you're just thinking about that image. You're just thinking about it. And then they they like put the probes on your brain and they measure all the things, and then they regenerated just based on like the electric pulses coming from your brain, and they were pretty close. It wasn't like a dead match, but it might be like like a some sort of wagon with like an, a creature in it or something. Like it was like pretty close. It wasn't a hundred percent, but it was close enough where it's just super impressive for really their first attempt at this. That's incredible. That's real? Yeah. Is an April Fool's joke late? No, no, this you... is totally legit. Totally legit. And I, I just wanted to know, like, what do you guys think are, like, the possibilities of this? Like, what are all the avenues, the ways you could use this? Like, maybe we can, like, tap into your dreams. Like, what if you could record your dreams, like, 50 years from now? Like, what do you guys think? could be used with this technology movies we would make some really really sick movies some super dope movies out of our dreams come on let's get real you guys both know you've had some dreams that have been funky i go see that in a movie theater absolutely just literally that's the name of the movie matt's dream matt's dream 2 secret of the ooze <laughs> <laughs> no seriously what was that ooze Matt's Dream 3. This one's not as good as the first two. <laughs> I'd see it. All of them. All three. Even if it said it wasn't that good in the title. I think that's cool. I To me, that would be it, though, Matt. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it'd be like people wanting to record whatever their dream thoughts were and, and what that looks like. Because could you then take those still images and turn them into moving images? Yeah. Maybe it's like you don't need, you know, a multi-million dollar production studio you just like think really hard about what you want your movie to be <laughs> there's like one guy that gets paid like two and a half million dollars and he just creates everything in his mind and then that people act it. within like he's, it he's like a painter only it's in like movie form that would be a, a very cool way to just express like express your thoughts and to be able to like and then there's like other ways you could use it too less fun for like commercial use but like what if you're like trying to determine if someone's lying on the stand? Like you could like potentially like put that up there for like what they're thinking about. Oh, that's true. Mm. Deep. And there we enter the dark territory once again. Yeah, there's there's no way there's not a dark territory with this. Mm -hmm. It's like it's too much into the brain on one side of it, and the other side is just pure fun. I mean, eventually it becomes that episode of Black Mirror where you can just record your daily life as you go through it, and then you can go back through it afterwards. And that's essentially what we're talking about here. This it's is in, intense. It's in houses too, Chris. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but mostly intense. Quite. <laughs> Matt just got it. Nailed it. <laughs> You've been I, I, I didn't hear that your dad joked to open up the episode, so I'm just catching up now. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta you got to catch a little every episode. 
sprinkle them in every now and then. Peter's the one that set that up. I mean, Peter's really the one who brought it home. Honestly, I didn't do anything. I was going to say, I, I felt like, you know, I just you handled business that. there. Yeah, you did. That was all you. TCB, baby. TCB. Yeah, TCB. All right, gentlemen. I'm going to let it go at that point. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Good job, guys.